Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Nutrition Open Table. My name is Morgan. I am a nutrition coach and certified personal trainer. I am also the owner of Rebellious Coaching Company and I am so excited for this. I am here with Ada. Go ahead, Ada, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, everybody. Um, so happy you're here. So happy to be here with you, Morgan. Um, Again, I'm Ada. I am the owner of AU Nutrition and the creator of the Find Your Happy Method. And I am a nutrition slash mindset slash life coach that focuses heavily on food and body freedom um, and a lot about on the, on the emotional space, um, emotional eating, overeating and all that fun stuff. So we're so excited to basically just kick off the nutrition open table the concept behind this series really this show is to provide a space where people in the nutrition and fitness industry can come and basically just talk about their own styles and preferences and how they apply the science behind all of this to their everyday lives to their clients lives and just so that People get a better, more well-rounded, less polarized view of this all because it can be quite confusing navigating things like health and nutrition goals in mm-hmm. today's, you know, society. So, so many, um, so much black and white. Yeah, like it's, you know, people are, it's either like, you know, low carb or high carb. I was talking about that earlier today on a, um, in a lesson or, you know, like you can either be a CrossFitter or a bodybuilder or run marathons. Like it's always like I am right and you are wrong and that's the way it needs to be. Um, but in reality, there is so much more gray space and we're excited to just kind of navigate that more. Yeah. Just bring a little more like different perspectives because we both have different perspectives. We, we're achieving the same thing. Like we're diving into the same thing, but we're, we have such a, like we have a little bit of a different perspective on things. And I think that's really exciting. Yeah. yeah. And it's needed. Like, I don't know how you feel. It but is I needed. think it's important. Even for like my clients, I'm like, you know, I can explain things one way or even multiple ways, right. To see if it resonates with them, but hearing it from a, um, another coach who also agrees with the same science, but maybe has a different approach to explaining it can be really helpful. Agreed. Mm-hmm. I think that's very needed. Like there's so little cooper- like cooperation or not collaboration. That's what I was looking for. Um, between coaches sometimes, you know, it, especially yeah. in like the, like not polarized like everybody polarizes everything there's just so little it's like competition collaboration. Like, no yeah there's so like, much competition a good job you know like you're yeah. doing a good job and you're explaining things in a way that resonates with the people that you know you attract and I'm also doing a good job like and it mm-hmm. resonates with the people that I attract and together we're doing a great job you know and right a lot of value. for the people that right exactly So uh, this episode is mostly just to um, get to know us and our stories and how we got involved in coaching, kind of like our our styles and um, passions when it comes to coaching nutrition. So I'm excited for this because I don't really know your story. Like I know, you know, some smaller aspects of it, Mm -hmm. what you share on social media, but I don't think I've ever heard like the beginning parts. 
um, of your journey, of your own personal journey and how it led to you to coaching? Hey, same to you. I think, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm excited to hear your story because I I know parts of it, right? Like from listening to you, like in the TBK group or just like following you. But I think like hearing your whole story is going to be really interesting. Yeah. To hear your background. But yeah, my story, my story. Oh my gosh. It's been a long story. Um, so I I never <laughs> begins with me not knowing who I wanted to be when I grow up, never knowing who I wanted to be when I grew up. Um and hold on, 2017. So that's like five years ago now. That's crazy. Um no, it even goes back further than that. So I, when I came to the U.S. for college or for high school and for college, I, you know, joined college and uh, using, you know, typical nomenclature, I gained the freshman 15 that started, stayed with me forever, basically. And in 2015, I started like taking care of myself, but I never, I wasn't in the fitness space. I just did workouts online, like in my dorm room. And I started eating a little, you know, like a little more healthy for the sake of the word, um, for what I known then. Like I asked my mom how to cook, you know, like learn how to make chicken and like right. rice and whatever. Um, so I said, right, like okay. And I look back sometimes, like at the photos that I used to, that that of the things that I used to eat, and it was literally like half a chicken breast and like a little bit of rice. And I was like, gee, Ada, like, okay. Uh, But I didn't know any better. Like I didn't follow any fitness things. Like I I wasn't immersed in the fitness industry. I was just doing workouts. I started running mostly. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, okay, eat eat a little healthier, like add a little veggies, like college style, you know? Um, And the catalyst for that, for that was my actually a long, like a long-term relationship breakup. I, um, I got cheated on and I went on a like five mile run the next morning, never have run in my life before, um, just to like process things. Um, and that kind of started it like that, like just taking, like taking me back a little bit. Um, I was really like dependent on that relationship and it started with me taking me back. So I started running. I started doing kickboxing, which I absolutely loved. And I miss it to this day. Um, and like that, the it's true like origin of, yeah. Like I didn't know what like weightlifting, well, like I used to go to the college gym, but it was so intimidating. So we just stay on, you know, the, the, the elliptical or whatever. Right. Had no idea what to do weights. Um, but it was like story of finding myself. Like if I think about to the very, very beginnings of my fitness journey was just finding myself and taking my own power back. Um, and then fast forward, like I got like that. I start, I loved running. I started training for like half marathons and whatever, like a cardio bunny a little bit. Um, and then I moved for my job, um, to Indiana and because I don't think people who are listening like you came from Poland in high school and then you went to college like you stayed here and went to college but was it always like when you came here what state did you live in I was in Minnesota for five years okay um, so, so mostly in the Midwest 
Yes. So I still, even though I've been in Indiana for long, like longer than Minnesota, but um, I, Minnesota is my home state, like forever love. So shout out to anyone from Minnesota <laughs> or like that, that winter of Minnesota. Um, so yeah, so I came from Poland to, to high school um, and then stayed in Minnesota and then moved for a job to Indiana. And that kind of like, when you get a sedentary job and you like don't have any other responsibilities and you live on your own, like that started creeping up into that. Ooh, I can do what I want. I can eat what I want. I don't have to do anything. And like my like unhealthy behaviors kind of came back. Um, and in 2017, I finally said enough and I started, um, I like, okay, I'm going to start working out again. I started with uh, BBG. I don't know if, have you I'm heard of BBG? I'm with that, no. Okay. So like, it's, it's, it's interesting to me for people that don't know BBG because it's like, it's such a huge program. Um, and it's a, uh, I don't know how to like cardio based, like body weight um, program. Her name is Kyla Itziness. She's from, uh, I think she's from Australia uh, originally. She's the owner of the sweat app. So maybe that, I don't know. I literally, I think during that time I was very absorbed in CrossFit and I did not know anything Mm. else. It's like I lived in a little vacuum. (laughs) fair yep fair um so yeah sweat ab bbg she's grown since but it was like the program like you to do 28 minute workouts at home um a lot of like body weight like think super accessible yeah super accessible was perfect for what it was um however doing uh 28 command like um plank (laughs) press-ups was a little this was a little much um but it was perfect for what it was and i i still ran um so yeah i started like doing and i I, and then i found macros i found macros i found macros i taught myself macros i lost a lot of weight in a short amount of time like i really got to a very small size um in six months like between bbg and training for my first marathon like think cardio workouts plus like running mileage and not eating and eating like literally if I look back I ate I don't freaking know 12 to 1500 calories yeah Yeah. like a day and that was enough like that was and I can't believe that now like when I look at back at my logs I'm like oh my god um but I got into like a very small body I lost a lot of weight and I thought then at that point I was so because I, I, I taught myself everything. I, I like used Instagram to follow my coaches and like figure out my macros. And then I like read all of these things and I still didn't know what weightlifting was yeah. um, or how to do it. And it was that summer that was both like very awesome because I was so proud of where I was how like so proud of like how much weight I lost and like everybody was congratulating me um and also the start of a very very health like unhealthy relationship with my body just starting to see how um how obsessed I was with it not being perfect even at my like oh my like that was unhealthy small 
like unhealthy small. Um, and I was so, there was so much negativity around my body. Like it was still not good enough. It, it just couldn't be, just couldn't be good enough. No matter what I did, it was just not good enough. I, I remember going to the beach and not feeling confident because I, it just wasn't it. Um, and that was, that was like the very beginnings of like my ill relationship in my body that took me forever to get out of. Um, and it was also the beginning of me figuring out like at that point, I was like, oh, okay, maybe this is something that I'm passionate about and I can start helping people. Like my initial, like when I was starting to figure out I want to be a coach was um, I'm going to help bring like weave through all of this information that's out there and like bring it in like an easier way to people. That was like the, my very baby thing, baby thinking about coaching. Yeah. Um, just like, okay, I'm going to be like, just like everybody else. And like, just help people see that weight loss is not hard. Oh. That was my objective. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then through the ups and downs of the years since 2017, um, I couldn't work. I couldn't do it like anything towards like an actual coaching job because I wasn't, I couldn't have, like, I didn't have my green card. I was like, that was still a process of like all of the legalities, which I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think it gave me time to just figure it out. I went for my master's for exercise science. Uh, I don't know if it was like very useful, but it was good. Like it was fun to be at school for something that I was actually passionate about. Um, Then I did my nutrition certification. um, And then and then it started evolving when I, well, through there, I was, I was recognizing that like how I talk to myself and what my relationship with my body and food is like, it was not good. I went through a whole 30. I looked like death. Now that I look back at it, like it was terrible. Yeah. Um, I, I started weightlifting um, finally. Um, I don't even remember with which program first. Um so I remember on your own. You were just like, I want to try this. Yeah, I, I literally found weight. <laughs> I remember Googling like weightlifting <laughs> and found like a split of five exercises. And oh I just did gosh. that. I am so yeah. like, I have so much respect for people who don't start in like a group format or don't, you know what I mean? And they just kind of go like you did, like just kind of Googled it and went with it. It takes so much like bravery and heart to really go after that. Thank by you. Yourself. Yeah. I guess I never thought about it like that. Yeah, I never did. Besides oh, yoga sure. and like, like besides yoga and the kickboxing in the beginning, like everything else was on my own. Like getting plates and, and yeah, so like, Jesus, weightlifting, yeah, the beginnings of weightlifting. Yeah. Uh, my gym, my like, my gym was empty then. It's crazy to think about. Um, and then I found like another program that was like a beginner weightlifter. She liked that like the girl doesn't exist in the social media world anymore like um and I started changing that relationship from like with food from math from always being in a deficit to going through a so-called reverse then I did a paleo for a year then I did um and then I started like recognizing that I just want to be (laughs) I just don't I don't want to follow anything I don't want to be I want to figure out how I can eat and just be and um and like through all like I don't I this isn't working for me and I need to change how I think about these things versus what I'm doing 
I don't know. I don't know if I remember like a specific moment. I remember, I remember after my marathon, I was like, I'm done, like not eating. I'm done. I don't want to like go back. Like I was like, I'm done with cardio. (laughs) I'm done with like BBG. Um, I need something else. Like that's where like my like spark for weightlifting kind of happened. And with food, I don't know, like I, I did a very like healthy whole 30 because I, I entered it with a challenge, not as a weight loss, but just like to challenge myself. And then from that, I went paleo. And then from that, I just started eating because I was sick of not eating things or like yeah. not like a natural progression. Just, yeah. Yeah. Just like, okay, I'm, I want to eat whatever I want instead of like being dictated by things. Um, I like counted all, it, really ref- it really reflects in your coaching, like in what you talk about in your content online. I, and that's where, that's where I'm like, I'm going towards, like, I, I think it does because I like, yes, I did my nutrition cert. And then I, I thought I'm going to be like this weight loss coach or whatever, but then I met my mentor and I went through all of this, like my very first investment in myself and in my coaching as like working with um personality types and like emotional eating and like figuring out how like really bringing it down to like the root cause of everything and that sparked my my own rediscovery too from there like on that emotional level and then I decided like I don't want to be just that weight loss coach I I don't want to, to be just like a macro coach either like I want to talk about the things that I went through I don't want you to be in like with the relationship in your body where I was like I've gotten out of it and I I know how how hard it is and I know how freeing it is I've been with like restrictions of food and I know how hard it is and I want I, I want you to get that freedom and I want you to just be with yourself and your body and exercise even like not having to feel the guilt the shame the um all the like negative emotions associated with not working out or like not following macros or not following something specific and just get out of there and be find your happy like be free before you even like set out on another like body journey i think people get kind of in a trap they're not happy and so they're like I want to change things Mm -hmm. and then they look to exercise and they get they're like it's always this next thing like what's the next Mm -hmm. program that I can follow what's the next sport what's the next goal that I can set and I think there is some validity to that that's that can be special you know with um within a certain context but many times it becomes kind of like this this deflection from Mm -hmm. oh yeah issue at large yeah yeah. So I think that's really special to have someone like you who just, you know, holds space for people and is like, look, you can like go and do the things, move your body and um, exercise and, you know, have goals and stuff. But um, at the same time, like you also need to just like do the things that you really love and that make you feel good and that that's okay. That's valid too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think there's a lot of okayness in the way I coach, like just being okay with things before you like goals are great weight loss is great like do whatever you want but like the root of how you approach it 
we need to heal that if it's something that's perpetually getting you stuck in a cycle especially in that it feels it, it, a lot of things it's like an, a lot of the times it's like a very negative cycle of hate yeah, like and shame compounds over time like it starts yeah. with this like little thing and then all of a sudden like you know five years like you explained in your own journey it ends up this giant like monster of a problem and it's really hard to fix at that point you know yeah and it starts so innocently it's like you you, you don't even catch it it's crazy it's crazy I'm sure you hear that too like with, with people who come or like your clients they're like yeah like you know back in the day in college or whatever like I just wanted to fit in my wedding dress like or I just wanted to like, you know, it started with a vacation to Mexico. And then all of a sudden I had like a lot of disordered eating going on. Yeah. Yeah. It's so innocent. Or like, you, yeah. And you think, you know, like, oh, yeah, I grew up like that yeah. too. Like sometimes there's even that. It's like, I always grew up with something and I always wanted to be like prettier and better or more accepted yeah. or whatever it is. Did you find that that was your experience in Poland? Like that you had felt pressure anywhere or that you like saw things and it influenced how you felt about your body or food? Not, I don't, I was not really. I mean, I had a weird relationship with sports because I was, I was pushed into, well, not pushed into, I was good at it. Um, but I pushed a little too hard. I was pushed a little too hard by one of my teachers in elementary school because we get like in elementary, we get, like specialized like you can pick a specialty or like a specialized class sort of so for like from grade four to six I was in sports um like specialized sorts sports so we had a lot more sports um and competitions and whatever and that kind of skewed like after that I was like I'm over it because she pushed me a little too hard so I didn't really I didn't like exercise regularly um I hated PE for a long time. <laughs> I was okay with it, but I like I, I was good at it, but I hated it. Um, yeah. And and food wise, like I've never grown up with a disorder, and I feel lucky because of that. And I feel like that the European upbringing kind of helps me with that. Um, is that like my mom always cooked in the house? Like I had variety of foods. Like um, I never like we never had like we she didn't say no to us like we we just had like it like I, I I was exposed to a lot of different things so I don't think like my like my pressure for and I was naturally like a small person back in the yeah. day like back in the day um because I did a lot of things but so there was never like this pressure when I was a child like that that never existed that I think of I had a lot of like emotion <laughs> some of my like core uh, blocks and shadows that pushed me or like fueled my want to be um, small later when I was talking about my journey kind of coming from childhood and not being accepted by my peers but it wasn't necessarily very like body or food specific and I think like a lot of times like things like breakups or like peer pressure again like mm -hmm. it kind of compounds over time and you're like what why do I care so much about this <laughs> you know mm -hmm. oh yeah 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 or even one like just going through a like one like well-intentioned diet period and it all of a sudden like I have 
a client that I was just talking to like prior to us, like my last one for the day, she came from like, she never, she had like an amazing relationship with herself and food. She was always a little bit on the like bigger side, but never cared until she went through a very, like a, a prolonged dieting period with a dietitian. Yeah. That, and, and that just skewed her like so much. It was a year, but it just, it gave like put so much pressure on her that we are like a year later and we're still working through things. Like ma- mindset matters so much in how you approach things. Like you can, like you said, like she was a dietitian, right? And I think a lot of people assume like if you work with a dietitian, like that is like the gold standard and they really are, but it needs to be paired with the mindset stuff. And sometimes they don't yeah. always approach it that way, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of like negative talk about like how coaches don't have a space if they're not a dietitian. Yeah. Um, and I just find that like, just be like, yes, the dietitians are so important because they can prescribe things. They are for healing, like actual, you know, disorders and whatever. But yeah, like you said, it, there's sometimes there's something missing and they just don't see that bigger picture. Yeah, because I've had, I've come across that as well um, in my clients. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for sharing your story. Thank you. It was good to share. I don't, yeah, I don't share it this extensively. I haven't shared it this extensively in a while. Um, but what is, what's Morgan's story? Where, where did you start and, or knew that you wanted to get into this space? What kind of fueled that? I always feel, it's always bizarre talking about my story because it's so intense. Like, I feel like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like people, like people, not that yours wasn't, but it's very, it's very intense um and it's hard I feel like I just take out like a bat and I'm like here we go let's talk about it Um, here we go let's talk about it (laughs) yeah um I grew up um in a house where one of my parents struggled with addiction issues um and so my childhood changed dramatically in middle school like right around the time when I was going through puberty and just if you if you have ever known someone who has struggled with addiction issues or a family, maybe a friend, whatever, it impacts the whole family in different mm-hmm. ways. And I um, coped with a lot of the side effects of that addiction via food. Uh, so mm-hmm. I I want to say like middle school, I had I started binging, like binge eating disorder without knowing that's what it was, but looking back, it absolutely was. I would, mm-hmm. um, you know, like go to the store um, or like I would steal food and hide it um, in my room and then just binge on it um, into like euphoria. Like I just felt mm-hmm. numb and it was like thousands and thousands of calories, not just like I ate too many cookies and didn't feel good. Like it was well beyond that. And then um, it just kept getting worse in high school because now I had a car. So I would like not eat all day because I was embarrassed about eating in front of other people. Um, And then I would binge like maybe like two or three times a week. Um, Again, like it would impact me for days because it was so severe. And then Eventually, I grew up in um, in a small town in Connecticut, and I worked really hard to get out of my house. And we, I got into 
um, the University of Washington in Seattle. And I got 3000 miles away <laughs> from mm -hmm. my, yeah. my family. And um, I wanted like a new start so badly. But as you know, like, you can't just kind of like walk away from those things. They mm -hmm. follow you like it's what I learned how to navigate hardship with, you know, right. Mm -hmm. um, so then I ended up kind of similar to you, like I, I wanted to fix it. Um, and I ended up going in the exact opposite direction and um, struggled mm -hmm. with like over exercising. Um, and I also struggled with anorexia where I would eat a like I don't I want to be very careful about how I like describe it because it can be triggering for folks but eat a incredibly small amounts of food um like I wouldn't even call it food um mm -hmm. or an amount it was not you know mm -hmm. enough by any means well below 1200 calories and mm -hmm. um for a long time and so I got very small um and then you know the natural uh the natural process is you either continue like that or a lot of the times people will struggle with bulimia um, because mm -hmm. your body will it needs food and it'll do anything that it can to get you to eat um and so that's what happened I started binging and then purging in various different ways and that went on for a while um, eventually I got obsessed with getting like becoming like athletic. Um, I had always been like an athlete, but I just wanted to like, I wanted people to look at me and be like, whoa, she is, she has her stuff mm -hmm. together. You know what I mean? Like she, yeah. I could just tell from her body that she cares about herself and that she's disciplined and that sort of a thing. And so I got into like marathon running like you, I got into weightlifting. Um, I went through the process um, towards becoming a officer in the Marine Corps, um, went to OCS, fractured my leg or my foot. Um, and that was kind of like one of many fractures that had happened because as a result of all of my um, eating disorders, I had the female athlete triad which is where like your bone density and your uh period gets affected from mm -hmm. malnutrition so i had like i it was like seven or eight fractures in a two-year time period um i couldn't go back like up my body just wasn't in a position to do that um and then i i met my husband um who is a marine um, and we were dating. I was like working just like a an office job um, after college to pay the bills. And I um, got involved in CrossFit because I was I had read that if you if you lift weights, you can improve your bone density. And I was mm -hmm. like, if I can improve my bone density, then I won't be so broken. Like maybe I can fix this. Um, and so I got involved in CrossFit. It was really good. It did a lot of good things for me. Um, I learned, you know, how to uh, weightlift, powerlift, gymnastics. Um, I got pretty fit. I got really involved in the paleo community, which was mm -hmm. very popular there. Um, also did Whole30s like 
you. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, like the whole paleo approach, whole 30, it's very restrictive. And so I ended up just kind of becoming scared of food. I was scared mm-hmm. of quantities. Like I didn't want to eat too much. So I wasn't eating enough to support my activity. I was avoiding foods like, you know, um, like processed foods, packaged foods, uh, dairy, sugar, Ooh. like anything. Yeah. Yes, like anything that I was just scared of everything. And mm-hmm. that went on for years and years and years. Um, and then I started having a lot of period problems. Um, this is like at the end of 2019. And I was just in a not so great professional situation. Um, and I just was really tired. Like I was tired of not getting strong. I was tired of feeling run down. I was tired of my body having issues. Um, and I needed a break. Like I just, I don't know. Like I just like was at the end of the road. Um, you know what I mean? Like there was, an, I was like, yeah. I, don't, I can't do this anymore. Um, I had like gone through this horrible deployment with, I have three children um, and was involved with my family and ended up choosing to go no contact with them after in a very like abusive situation. So I had lost my family. I had learned a bunch of things that I hadn't known about my family and my upbringing and everything. Um, And it just really like screwed with what, how I identified like as a person, I was like, am I like, just a reflection of the abuse that like my whole personality is just a reflection of coping through Mm -hmm. this abuse, you know, Mm -hmm. and I needed a break. I needed to walk away from everything. So that's what I did. Um, I found TWK um, and the pandemic kicked off and I was like, yeah, I don't want to train in a gym. I don't want to be in this professional situation anymore. And I don't want to CrossFit anymore. It's making me feel like shit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so I just committed to it. I think the pandemic was like, honestly, it was like the worst and best thing at the same time, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I was just like, here I am in my garage. I had equipment from the deployment. We had purchased some stuff. And I was like, no one can say anything to me. You know what I mean? Like no one can judge me. I'm not seeing anyone. This is the time to do it. And so I just committed and I loved it. Like I just loved feeling strong and resting in between sets and eating to really build muscle. And I saw a change in my body composition very quickly. And just like my overall stress, like the physical representation of stress, um, in my body, like I started to grow my hair back. I had lost like a ton of hair. Um, mm-hmm. I got my period back. Like I got my sex drive back and it just kind of like snowballed to where I was like, this is, this feels so good. Like I could not go back. Um, and I talked to my husband and I was like, you know what? Like it's very stressful uh, raising three kids. Like in the pandemic, we were struggling um, with some of the financial ramifications of the choices that we had made during the deployment like we moved without the help of the military because it wasn't on orders and it's like thousands and thousands of dollars we sold a house very early after buying it it was just we had to just take accountability for it and I decided to make my own business I have been coaching for 
right before I got pregnant with my first son. So um, this is like back in 2012, 2011. But I had done like kind of not so official coaching before then. And um, it was great because I could coach and get free memberships at the gyms that I was Mm -hmm. working out at. And that's why I originally got into it. I was like, if I'm going to be here, I don't want to spend that amount of money. Like, you know, I would rather coach, get paid, and then get a free membership. Yeah. So that's what I did. Like, as we moved everywhere, that's what I did. Um, And that's the only reason why, like, as a young military family, I could afford CrossFit. And then, um, yeah, so I just took all of that experience. I got certified I had coached uh, nutrition at my previous job um, and ran their nutrition program. I had done like a mentorship with a dietitian um, and I really loved it. I learned a lot um, just through my own journey. And I mean, I feel like I just, there was like, I didn't leave one rock unturned in my experiences you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. I really you know experienced all of the extremes and then got to a place where I um was eating whatever I wanted you know what I mean I wasn't avoiding any foods I was building muscle I um, was eating foods that I was terrified of previously and I just I was like I can't not coach like, I felt like a responsibility. I felt like that's what I went through all of that for was to, one, change the trajectory of my own family and give them, like, more peace and love moving forward than what I had. And also, two to, like, spread the word that, like, nutrition, training, like, a lot of coaches have great intentions and are like, hey, like, if you want to build confidence and if you want to, like, what feel better like you should lift weights and you should do this and like that's great but you also have to talk about the mental side of things because I was a person who um had you know huge amounts of codependency issues I had a ton of um like performance anxiety like I would show up at Mm -hmm. CrossFit and just like want to die like I was like you know put my whole worth in my performance And so it really bugged me when other coaches would be like, just focus on what your body could do because I, you know, like would overdo Mm -hmm. that and it would, it just destroyed me. So, um, very similar to you. Like I, I really wanted to fight for people and to give them a more comprehensive view or perspective on it and be like, Hey, like these things are great, but you need to pair them with other tools and you need to go to therapy and you need to like, you know, do these things. Like moderation is important. You don't need to avoid these foods. If you don't have a medical condition, you know, like we can do better as a whole, I think, um, in the industry. And so that's like, I guess what I founded my, coaching business like the name is rebellious because I really feel like that I mean I had to rebel against everything that I had ever been taught or was raised to believe and so it really is like a projection of my journey Mm -hmm. wow that's like my like my um I just show up right on the to go to bat with my yeah yeah 
that is that is a that is a very powerful story. Thank you for sharing that. That was like I can I've never heard your entire story, but you bring so many important points that not a lot like you said not but there's not a lot of talk about how the things that you fall into and you do for health right can be actually like rooted in like you said for you codependency or you know trying to find your worth and putting it all in exercise or how right. you know like using food to escape and um and not see it for what it is but for like using it for just being okay for the time being and yeah that is I think it's just you know I don't know if you feel this way but now that I'm I'm gonna be 33 this year which makes I feel like a dinosaur but when I first got in the industry, like a lot of the very like um, the coaches that I look up to are very young, you know, and I don't I think a lot of them struggle with what I just described and don't know it or don't see it yet. And yeah. so I look back and I'm like, oh, like there needs to be like oh, more wisdom, you know, brought to mm -hmm. the people and be like, no, like this stuff can go sour real fast. You have to be like well-rounded. You have to focus on every like sphere um, of influence and in your wellness or else, you know, like I said, like you can show up at the gym and like put your worth in how much you can deadlift that day. And that's not okay. It's just as bad, you know, even though you're doing something that is like healthy, healthy. like a lot right. of the times dieting, you know, people are like, oh, you're eating like rice and broccoli and chicken. That's healthy. But the healthy things but is it spectrum mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. right you're so right because like i remember when i was starting like a lot of the the coaches that i looked up were like and it's another thing that i noticed is there's so much shame or like like shame filled and guilt filled environment in the fitness industry um where you're trying to like say like you said like either you're doing this or you're doing something wrong either you're you know you're yeah. forcing yourself to show up in the gym or you're doing something wrong um or you're forcing yourself to eat certain things you know there's a lot there's so much forcing and so much like shame and guilt filled like environment like, that it's like that, ultimatums like you can't yeah. do this or else you're wrong right exactly or like yeah and when you you know the people that are reading your content right feel like okay if I'm not doing this I'm a bad person like how many of my clients like come to me and like I feel like a bad person right because I'm not like I don't love fitness or I don't love you know like don't force myself to do things like a b and c that should be healthy yeah um and it's I think having or recognizing that food and exercise can be an outlet for so many other issues right. that you have to be aware of um, brings such a different light because then you're like, like I show up in my business to understand the person, like to make, to, to make sure that they know what's, you know, what's under me, like, why am I the, the way I am? And like, I'm not going to force you to do something that's going to 
like set you up for years of, you know, exercise felt, you know, like forcing yourself to exercise because that, like you said, there's a spectrum, like what's healthy one for one person is not healthy for another. And you have to know that there might be such a deep, deep connection to other things. And like, even, even then, like I'm starting to see this now too. Like I always, I almost want to say like, never say never. Like a lot of the times you can revisit things that you once struggled mm-hmm. with and not struggle with them because you've gone through like healing in other ways. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. you, you can revisit things and that's okay too. So it reminds me because I saw a post this this morning on Instagram and it was, I don't know, some coach or um, professional in the space. And it was like the muscles or like you don't have to have visible muscles to be strong. Like visible muscles aren't a reflection of someone's strength. And then the person was like training. And I was like, that's important. But it's also important to understand that like you don't have to be strong to be like worthy or you don't have to have visible muscles to be worthy like it applies on both sides and sometimes I think in this space we kind of overcompensate and then create issues in another perspective like perspective Mm -hmm. I guess you know yeah and it's such a such a like it's a thin line and it's such a I keep thinking about it a lot because there's you know what the message that I put out, right, can resonate with someone, but then the other person can be like, well, no, that's not healthy. Yeah. Right. Um, and it's like the different perspective. Yeah. Like it, it feels like for me, sometimes it feels like a very thin, like, like you're stomping on thin ice. It's like, okay, I'm going to say something that I know someone has like wants to hear, but then there's the worry. Well, what if I say it in the wrong way? You need like 10 asterisks under the podcast. Right, it's like, but disclaimer, but disclaimer, like this is, this is not, this does have to be for you. Like if you resonate, great, but <laughs> yeah, totally. It's hard. Even talking about like, what was I, oh, I um, did a lesson in TWK this morning about carbohydrates. I had been asked like, how do you build glutes? what do you need to do to like build glutes? And as the words that I'm using to describe it, like it's important to me for people to understand that like you, there's no look to an athlete. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. there's, there's, it runs the gambit. And so I want like my language to reflect that too. So I'm like an athletic sort of like athletic glutes, you know what I mean? Like there's muscle to an athlete, but that muscle, that set of glutes are, are going to look different on every body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's tricky. Yeah. It is tricky because, yeah, and the genetics play a role and it's, you don't want, because it's for so long we have been all, like I remember like just starting my own journey, like there's so many body goals, right? Yes. You follow so many body goals and like, well, if I do this, then I'm going to look like this person. If I train like, which is a crap a bunch of crap when you think of like online like exercises that are on Instagram <laughs> yes like a lot of the times it's just clickbait like it looks good and so it gets people to click or to buy right it's things, like you know yeah like that, that person does not look like that just because they did this exercise right like Believe you never me. know and I said that in the yeah. lesson this morning I was like a lot of the times like the people that you see on Instagram are making a living off of it and 
a, a lot of the times there are performance enhancing drugs being involved. You know what I mean? It's either genetics mm-hmm. or um, performance enhancing drugs or a combination of both. Like you can mm-hmm. only be so lean for so long and put on so much muscle. Like naturally it takes so long. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, yeah. like it's going to look different on everyone. So it's like kind of take it with a grain of salt. Like it's hard to navigate. Yeah. And it's funny when you mentioned that because it popped it. I saw a clip of Caning Tatum, right? Yeah. Let's let us swoon a little bit. Um, talking about, I think he was talking to Kelly Clarkson on her show about how, you know, the physique of Magic Mike, right? Right. And he looked at the screen. He was like, don't even put that. Like, I, he was like, I'm excited that we're making like the third movie, but I, I hate it because the amount of training and like starving yourself I have to do to look like that on the screen I hate it yeah like people take it as a whoa but I like he's like this is like what I do is not healthy like I they like I can't eat like I can't do anything and I I felt that like so refreshing to hear from Katie Tatum you know to like remind people that very rarely hear that yeah, like he was like, I hate it. Like it takes so much it, to the point of unhealthy. And I really struggle with like being excited to like film a movie because of the things that I have to do for it. Yeah, absolutely. So. I think as I get into bodybuilding, which I feel like is like a whole episode in and of itself. But I think we I definitely get, have one coming. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> as I get into it, what the the women, the female athletes that I that really inspired me were the ones that were talking about the hardship of the sport. Mm-hmm. When you are in prep, when you are, you know, looking stage lean and they were really talking about like, Hey, I don't feel good right now. Like this isn't sustainable and it's not meant to be sustainable. Mm-hmm. And like the posing helps my body look this way and the tanning makes my body look this, you know what I mean? Like really yeah. being responsible and how they, describe things instead of just being like oh they look really lean let's take a million photos and have all of these photo shoots and like just blast content all Mm -hmm. the time with it like I was like okay I can get behind this you know what I mean yeah yeah and like just you like I want to celebrate you up like you are you are ready to approach it right like bodybuilding is such a like if you're not in the right mindset it can be devastating right to the chase the physique chase and the worth chase right and like a lot of like that's why my premise like even like I'm gonna tie it back to me being a coach like my like I don't see anything wrong with like chasing body changes weight loss whatever you want to do like fine with me um it's your prerogative to do and I it's valid but you have to like my goal is for you to be ready to be in a good mindset to do that. Right. Absolutely. So, so that you're not digging yourself a hole. Yeah. I have the same goals with my client. And like a lot of the times they choose not to. Yeah. Surprisingly, like a lot, like so many of my clients, like they just, they get to a point of like being happy and they're like, I don't even, nope, I'm good. Yeah. It's nice. I thought I wanted this, but I don't. And it's great. I think that, yeah, 
because I've had quite a few people like ask about it and I'm just like like I you know five years ago I wouldn't have been ready 10 years ago I wouldn't have been ready Mm -hmm. there's a young woman who's on TikTok and who shares her experiences in the bikini division and how toxic it was for her and all these things and I oh I just want to like hug her because I'm like I'm sorry whoever like just took you and like threw you into it without preparing you and without like there was like no consent there you know what I mean like she couldn't really give consent because she she didn't understand yeah I think that's really important and it just gets lost you know Mm -hmm. this was like I feel like this was a very good first episode I, it was very powerful. I think it was. Yeah, we talked about a lot of cool things. We did. We covered a, a bunch. We got both of our histories down. We talked about what the Nutrition Open Table is going to be all about. Um, we're thinking about doing this like once a month, I think, yes. to start. Yeah. Just to see how it goes. And um, yeah, and it's like, well, we're thinking about covering all the things that are important, right? Like, I mean, <laughs> you say body image and we can throw in like six months worth of episodes in here. <laughs> we have a lot we can cover between the two of us. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, so I think what we, like, we're going to hope uh, to plan topics um, that we, you know, that are important to bring to the table and see like how, like, having different backgrounds and like similar goal, but maybe different perspectives, um, how we both, you know, feel approach and coach on the topic. Right. And I just, our history, like you can tell it in our histories and how it influenced is our own coaching, our own businesses. Like we talk about the same things, but just in a little bit of a different style. So Mm -hmm. Um, if you have any topics that you want to be like seen covered or talked about, if you are a nutrition professional and want to join us one, that might be cool um, mm-hmm. to have a little round table and to discuss with another coach, another topic. Uh, we are open to anything. This is what this show is all about. Exactly. To just bring voices and have this open space to talk about things and without having it to be either one or the other. All right, are we going to close it there? I think so. <laughs> okay. So we'll see you next month. We'll be releasing the details and everything on IG shortly. Thank you for joining us. And sh- please share. Like if you were like, yeah. I, I enjoyed this, and or I you think that someone that you know would enjoy it, please share with them. Yep, All right, we'll see exactly. you next time. Thanks. Thank you. Closing the room now. <laughs>